by adding this expense, we still had margin. We weren't sacrificing any of our financial goals. Um, and more importantly, it meant more time for me with the family and less time doing work around the house. I love the way that you framed the answer to that question, can I afford it? When we choose to spend something, we're sacrificing something. That is is the heart behind can I afford it? What sacrifices, based on what's happening in your life right now, make it worth it or not? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to roll with this. I don't know if this is going to work, this okay. example, but... I love it. This is going to be great. We're just going to so go excited. with it. Yeah, we're just going to go with it. We'll see what happens. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship isn't just about finances. My name is Daniel, and I am joined today by Grant Bodma. Hello, Grant. Hi. And we have invited our good friend, Brandon Ream, to the show today. Hello. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show today, Brandon. We invited you uh, because we wanted to surprise you with some very specific questions. <laughs> I'm all for surprises. Let's go. Great. What is the name of your pool boy? Caleb? No. Is it? Uh, sure. To be fair. You no, are Colby. Colby. Colby, okay. Knew it. Knew it. <laughs> First time. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're uh, new to being an owner of a pool. That's correct. Yeah. And you had to go through a process of trying to discover, oh, I have this thing now and I have to take care of it. How do I want to do it? Yes. So can you share a little bit about what you went through to decide, yep, I'm going to hire somebody or nope, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, absolutely. So I've wanted a pool ever since I was, I don't know, eight. Okay. We'll just go with eight. Yep. <laughs> wanted a pool forever, you know, moved into the Valley officially 2002 um, for college and then married and houses and never had a pool. Um. And so finally, when we bought the house that we're living in now, uh, back in, I don't know, 2021 or something like that, um, one of the things was we were going to build a pool. Mm -hmm. I was finally going to get my pool. Kids are at their great age for that. Um, so super excited. Um, so as we went through that pool building process, obviously we have to evaluate a lot of different things as far as what is this going to cost Yeah, you know, to have a pool, not just to build it, but... What is the additional cost to your water bill? Mm. We're putting in a spa. So now what does that mean for our gas bill? And yeah. utility, just all those things, right? Well, one of the things I told my wife, I said, look, if if we're going to build a pool, and I know this might, I don't know, seem weird to some people, but if we're going to build a pool, I don't want to have a pool unless we can afford, potentially afford, to have it serviced on a weekly basis. So, By somebody else, not you. Correct. So I, I I was open to doing it myself, but I also wanted to make sure that we had enough margin to basically pay someone else to take care of it. Hmm. So we go through the whole pool building process, which is a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Series. If, if you are fans of Parks and Rec, um, you know, Andy lived in the pit. Yeah. For months on end. Yeah. I was basically Andy living in the pit <laughs> trying to find where this mysterious water was coming from. Like yeah. it was Oh man. It's a whole nother thing. Anyways. Um so we finally get our pool built, everything's done, the water's in, they send the guy out to go through the whole thing. He's going through all the 
different pumps and pipes and systems and cleaning and chemicals and which you retained 100% of that. Well, he says right as you're, you know, he walks up he's like you might want to record this cuz you're going to, you know, forget it. <laughs> yeah. So I got my phone out. I'm not joking. 10 minutes in, I turned the phone off. I just I stopped listening. Why? I let him do his thing. Because 10 minutes in I knew, nope. This is not why I got a pool. Ah. This is not worth it. I am not I didn't build a pool to work on it. I okay. built I, <laughs> I built a pool so that I could enjoy it. Yeah. And I clearly knew as he was talking, like I didn't do good in chemistry. I'm pretty sure I barely passed okay. in high school. Yeah. So me and chemicals don't mix. Yep. So as soon as he started talking about pH balance, or I don't even know if that's the right term, but as soon as it he is. started talking about all that stuff, I was like, I'm out. Yep. I, I don't know. And so I knew in that moment that we had previously thought through and talked through this. And so we knew, or I knew we had margin to hire this guy yeah, and hire his company to, you know, take care of it on a weekly basis. So as soon as he got done with his presentation, I probably should have stopped him right there and saved him the time, but I don't know. I just let him talk. As soon as he was done, I was like, cool. Um, what's your number? <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I sign up? Yeah. Because I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Now, maybe down the road, you know, when my kids are older and out of the house and I need something to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something I'll take on. But for now, that time um, that I would spend on the pool, it's not, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's not worth it to me. Yeah. I'd rather use that time in other areas. I want to enjoy my pool. Um, and I knew, again, financially that we could do it and we weren't sacrificing our financial goals. So this podcast is about understanding if we should DIY something, handle it ourselves, yeah. or if we should hire a professional. And I think your story is relevant to a lot of our clients who have a pool or are thinking about getting a pool. Because uh, I've been there. I've, I've owned a pool before. And I remember caring for it on my own. And then I would get frustrated with the lack of time that my family spent in that water <laughs> that I was working so hard to keep balanced and clean, you know? Uh, so I get it. And what we want to do in this episode is is walk people through three questions that they should consider um, to help them discover if they should DIY it or if they should hire a professional. Now, yeah. something I think that's important to mention in this entire uh, conversation, you know, you mentioned, Brandon, okay, margin, margin and cost. But I think we also have to understand that just because you DIY something – does not mean it will be cheaper. So an True. example of that is is with furniture. Um, I enjoy working with my hands. I enjoy making furniture and different things, several pieces throughout my, my new home that I built. And to be honest with you, I don't think I saved a ton of money on many of those items. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't think I did. Because the truth is a lot of these furniture manufacturers, they are just that, a manufacturer. They get a whole bunch of their uh, parts at really low costs and because they buy in bulk and then they have the system and this process to put it all out and put it together. Um, and, you know, you could argue different quality uh, or you could argue customization to be the exact size and sure. color and things that you want. But the the idea that just because you DIY something means it absolutely will be cheaper financially is not necessarily true. But the idea that you DIY something is absolutely going to be cheaper specifically when you measure in the time that too is not true. Now, Dan, you have a story about how you DIY'd something mm. as it pertains to your car. 
Yeah, I was looking to DIY something. Uh, I'm I'm the kind of guy who just likes to, for one. Um, Why? I like to. Uh, I I get satisfaction out of it. Uh, like I built my dining table uh, at your house, actually, Grant. Thanks for sharing your tools. Mm-hmm. That's another cost to to count in, by the way. Yeah. If you don't have the right tools already. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm super proud that I built it and it is not the nicest table in the world. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's less, it's a year old and it's already, you know, it's well used. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I'm really proud that I built it and Mm -hmm. I feel good about that. Yeah. And I enjoy that. Uh, and another thing that I wanted to DIY was my brakes because I had taken my car to a, uh, one of the chain brakes places, which I don't recommend. (laughs) Um, and they quoted me somewhere in the neighborhood of $900 to fix just my front brakes. Oh, okay. Because there were like cracks in the rotors or something. And that $900 is a red flag and or a pain point. You're like, yeah, it was a red flag, uh, because it just sounded like way too much money. Um, so I called my father-in-law because he has always worked on his cars his Mm -hmm. whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is super generous with his time. Very. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I called him mostly to see if the price was reasonable. Mm-hmm. That was the first, my first question. Um, because I was also factoring in the time and, and like, I don't actually know how to do brakes myself, but I called him and I was like, Hey, this is the price they're quoting me. And he said, Oh, well, what are you doing Friday? Why don't you just come over and we'll do it together. I'll show you how. Nice. I was like, Hey, great. So yeah, I bought the parts and it was like $160 wow. for the parts. Uh, and I went over to his house and he got to spend time with his granddaughter, and I got to spend time with him, and he showed me how to do the brakes. We changed it all in maybe two hours. Wow. Um, and that was, we took a break to play with my daughter in the middle. Um, and yeah, it was done well, and it was done cheaper. Uh, and it was really beneficial in that way. But there was another slight factor. Um, <laughs> one of the bolts didn't get tightened quite enough. And so a couple weeks later, it was making a weird sound. We were already going to the mechanic for a different reason, and they checked it out. They're like, yeah, we just got to re- replace this bolt. It was a $60 fix. We're still well under the price of the brakes place. Yeah. Um, different mechanic. <laughs> that fixed that for me. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't necessarily done better than mm-hmm. the brakes place because we had that loose bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, I think it was worth it for me. Yeah, and that's another thing that has to be considered is almost the grace that you have for the work that's being done. When you hire a professional, and even if you feel like and you know you're overpaying for something, if something goes wrong, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get irritated. Now, if you do it yourself mm-hmm. uh, and something goes wrong, you know, for example, I'm you know making a cut on you know a, a table that we have in our hallway, and it's not exactly 100% as straight as it could or should be, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to get frustrated a little bit with that, but I have grace for my own self and it's just going to be fine and you move forward, right? Yeah. But if you paid for a table and it wasn't exactly 100% straight in one area and you noticed it, you'd be like, what the heck is this, right? Yeah. Uh, so there's a whole mindset thing that's associated with this. I, you know, I think it's important that, uh, I mean, this topic I think might be more relevant now than it's been over the last couple of years, especially for, our clients who are, you know, trying to wade through a lot of different things, um, inflation, 
cost of things going up without maybe necessarily their income going up. So they might be wondering, man, should I be DIYing more things? Could this be a money-saving tool? Or maybe there are some folks that are doing fine financially, but they like the idea of uh, becoming a master of a craft and working at something and having some of that satisfaction that you mentioned too. Uh, Dan, like there, there's a lot of different reasons that people might be considering this. So let's uh, take people through three questions that they can consider to determine, hmm, should I DIY it or should I hire somebody? But before we do that, Stewardship does home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. So we want to share with you our one-minute money tip. $6.2 billion. That's the amount of wealth that Warren Buffett saw disappear in the summer of 1998. $7 trillion was lost earlier this year during this year's market crash. However, those numbers are misleading. Uh, Warren Buffett did not lose $6.2 billion in 1998. Why? Because he did not sell his stocks. He stuck with his plan, and when stocks went back up, he regained his value. Uh, So I'm here to tell you, when the market is down, you don't lose unless you bail and you sell and you give up on your plan. Sadly, a lot of people do that when the market's down. It's scary, it's emotional, and that $7 trillion of wealth that was lost earlier this year, sadly, some people's uh, wealth was lost because they sold. So I'm here to tell you, you do not lose when the market's down unless you sell. So for me, when I was considering the question of should I pay the brakes people to do this, uh, I was considering a lot of factors, uh, cash flow at the time, and also like, are they overcharging me? Yeah, right? no one likes to get ripped off. No, no one likes to, And I'm always like skeptical of every mechanic price, basically. Um, mm. But I had to consider, can I afford this? And I, that is our first question that everyone needs to consider when deciding, should I pay a pro? Or should I just do this myself? And that like seems like an obvious question, right? But I think the discussion that we're going to have about this question uh, should make things easier when answering it for yourself. Yeah, I think thinking through it is a little less obvious than you might think because you might just look at your budget and be like, "Yeah, I can afford it." But Brandon, you went through this process very—it mm-hmm. sounds in a very detailed way because it wasn't just "Can I afford it now?" It was like, "Can I afford it moving forward?" Mm-hmm. So, what kinds of things did you guys think through as a family? for that. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we, <laughs> we have a pretty detailed, uh, budget, you know, as far as we you laugh up. because it's not pretty detailed. It's very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, Mine's love, detailed too. It's I okay. love my Excel sheet. You do. I do. Um, and so I can quickly look at our monthly, uh, expenses and determine, Fairly quickly, what uh, we can afford, what we can't afford, where we can sacrifice, where we can cut things out, all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, obviously did some research, looked into a couple different pool companies, what they charge. Um, And so, you know, per my story, I basically hired the guy on the spot because, A, I trusted (laughs) him, but B, I knew his monthly cost or what he was charging was basically what – everyone was charging for the most part, give or take a few dollars. So, um, so I knew again that it was a fair price. I knew that, uh, it was something that we could afford. And more importantly, we weren't sacrificing any financial goals. 
So mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were going to save less because of this or we weren't going to be able to go on vacation because of this, which is something that's important to us. You know, at the end of the day, when we looked at it, you know, it's you can cut maybe a Discovery Plus dis, you know, subscription that you have and you can just eat out, you know, at Chick-fil-A less, mm. you know, per month or whatever. So we were able to make sure that, A, we were, you know, by adding this expense, we still had margin. We weren't sacrificing any of our financial goals. Um, and more importantly, it meant more time for me with the family and less time doing work around the house. I love the way that you framed the answer to that question, can I afford it? Because the reality with financial things is even if we have a lot of margin in our finances, when we choose to spend something, specifically a reoccurring expense, we're sacrificing something somewhere. Yeah. Right? And you determine the sacrifices you would be making financially to hire this person to come and clean your pool every week weren't going to impact the things that were important to you and your family. The sacrifices were maybe saying no to the drive through Chick-fil-A when the kids were screaming for it as you drove by it once or twice, you know, maybe or three or four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was, you know, oh, we got this uh, TV subscription thing. I've been waiting to cancel anyways for a while and <laughs> finally going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But if the sacrifice is, hmm, this means I probably need to change my cell phone plan, which I can't really do because of how I'm using my cell phone for this work or that or the other. Well, maybe maybe you can't afford it based on what's going on. I think that is is the heart behind can I afford it? What sacrifices based on what's happening in your life right now make it worth it or not? And even just a little tidbit on that too as well. <laughs> when you look at your monthly expenses and asking that question, can I afford it? You got to be careful, you know, so like obviously I do auto insurance. So you got to be careful like, oh, hey, we just saved 50 bucks a month on auto insurance. Sweet. Yeah, now we can afford it. Your auto insurance is going to go up. It's, yeah. not a, it's not a set premium, yeah. right? Like it may be set for six or 12 months. So when you're evaluating your budget, you have to make sure you're also looking at things that, oh, we're, you know, we saved money here, but that's that can fluctuate. And mm-hmm. it may be two years. I won't be able to afford this. You're, what you're saying is extremely relevant right now as it pertains to inflation. The families that I've talked to that are not stressing out as much are folks that have a budget, but they make sure that there's margin in their budget, meaning they're not spending every single dollar that comes in, but they've set aside several large percentage amounts to either save or give or something, which now when inflation goes up, so the cost of our literally our groceries or gas and those things are now higher they just change that savings amount and there's not don't have to make too many sacrifices to their lifestyle. That's a really big deal to understand, Brandon. I love that. So that's the first question is, you know, can can I afford it? Well, the second thing is, is paying a pro giving me margin where I need it most? Brandon, you said that you got the pool to enjoy it. Yes. You did not get the pool to take care of it. What type of lifestyle... Or what type of margin in your life would be taken away if you had to care for your pool on a weekly basis? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to roll with this. I don't know if this is going to work, this okay. example, but I whatever. love it. This we're, is going to be great. We're just I'm gonna so go excited. With it. Yeah. We're just going to go with it. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> my first job, okay, was uh, I worked as a, I don't know, a grocery clerk, bagger. I don't know what you would yeah, call it. a bag boy. Bag boy. At Bashes. Okay. And 
bashes growing up, small town, this is it, right? It's bashes. Yep. That's all you got. So growing up, we had a tradition after church, we would go to bashes, and I would get this drink. It was like an orange slushy drink or whatever and a corn dog. That was my thing. Like, I just, I loved it, right? That was your indulgence. So, <laughs> yes, when I could indulge. Um, <laughs> so that was our, every Sunday, that's what we would do. So then I started working at Bash's when I was 16, hated it. And now Bash's was ruined for me. And so every time we went to Bash's after that, I didn't last very long, just a couple months. I have another story with that, but <laughs> just, just a couple months. Um you know, every time we went to bashes, it just, I was always reminded of, eh, like it, it, it ruined a good thing. Okay. So with my pool, I just want to enjoy it. I don't want it to be a pain point for me. I don't want to walk out every day and be like, oh crap. I, I got to take check care the of chemicals. Yeah. Why is it turning green? Yeah. Whose fault is that? You know, like yeah. I didn't want, I didn't want that. Uh-huh. I just want to walk out and be like, cool. I'm going to go for a swim. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was expecting a response to that question of what margin were you, would you be giving up if, if you had to take care of the pool on your own? I was expecting you to say something like, oh, it just means I can, I don't get to shoot hoops with the boys in the front yard as often. Which is it, also true. Yeah. Or I don't get, you know, to play Legos on the floor with them when I get home as often. Because now there is time that you actually have to go and spend caring for that pool so that you guys can use this very expensive thing that you purchased. You mentioned a, a, almost a mental margin like an anxiety or stress level or other things that would occupy your brain every time you go in the backyard when you look at your pool versus, no, I have somebody taking care of this, which gives crazy amount of peace of mind. Yes. And I think that's extremely relevant as it pertains to financial DIYing. Uh, I mean, to be, you, you are an independent insurance agent. And one of the many benefits of using an independent insurance agent is that they have relationships with a number of different insurance carriers so that, you know, you can shop around for our clients to make sure that they're getting the best insurance for them, you know, right? That's a big thing. Well, if you you don't necessarily, quote unquote, need an independent agent, like if you want to be your own independent agent, you can. Dan, you could pick up the phone, call Allstate, call State Farm, call well, Geico. I would probably use the internet. Yeah, or use the internet, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and you could get quotes from all these companies whenever you go get insurance. I think I did that. Okay. And when when I got married. Yeah. We and, were like searching all the sites. Yep. And and then what happens at renewal is the mental energy knowing that the insurance is going to go up is like, "Oh man, I'm going to have to do this again every year." Well, yeah. Brandon as the independent agent, he does that for you. So now our clients who say to themselves like, uh, my insurance is going to go up again, Brand- they know, well, Brandon and Joy and the team, they're going to look at that for me. Yeah. And, and not only that, but it's the professional that's able to do it better, meaning Brandon does this day in and day out. You know certain questions that should be asked to a client to ensure they're getting covered properly rather than potentially purchasing insurance. That's not going to be right for you, whether it be overpaying or being underinsured and having a problem with it, which leads to our third question that people need to evaluate. Does paying a pro mean it will be done better? Yeah. Can we afford it? That's a great question to ask. Is, is, are you going to get margin back in your life that matters? That's another great question to ask. 
But is is a pro going to do it better? We just gave the insurance example. Yeah, the pro is going to get do it better because they're going to ask the right questions. What's it like for a pool? I mean, is the pool going to be green more often if you're doing it versus the pro? 100%. <laughs> yep. No, there's, there's no doubt. And then, so it's are they going to do it better? Yes. And then what's the cost to me to fix my own mistake? Mm. Yeah. Because... I don't know for certain what it would cost, so I'm just guessing here. But if my pool's green and, you know, a mess and there's algae and different things building up, I'm sure it's not cheap to take care of that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. But yeah. But then even beyond that, like what if I screw up the pump or I didn't clean the filters correctly or in time and now the whole thing's shot and that hall has to be repaired? Like I'm yeah. just – I'm guessing those things – are expensive yeah, because everything else is expensive. <laughs> yep. And so that's just more cost and more frustration and more angst associated with my pool. Yeah. And then eventually after a few years, I'm like, I hate this pool. Why do we ever build this? Yeah. And Brandon's pool example is communicating that DIY is not a good idea. But there are times where I don't think a pro would be able to do it better, specifically in a furniture example. A mm. lot of the furniture pieces that I've built are specific to the rooms that are in my house. And scouring the internet for hours, trying to find a piece that's the exact right size that we wanted for that particular room versus going and getting the material myself and building it that right size. No, I, I did do it better than maybe a quote unquote pro would have done it having purchased something on, on the internet, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, another question to, to, to consider as it pertains to this is with your example of getting breaks, Dan, Yeah, a, a pro isn't going to be able to create for you and your father-in-law that kind of bonding experience. True. I mean, that that is, that's precious and that's something yeah. that's really, really cool and something that you have to understand. Um, are there professionals that can do finances better uh, or are there people that can DIY their finances better than a pro? I don't know, maybe, but do you have the time for that? Going back to the other question, you know, where, where's your margin in your life? You know, that's just, it's important to understand people who do this every day, day in and day out, that pool guy, he's going to various, who knows how many pools throughout the week. He knows what he's doing. Colby's a pro. Colby's a pro. He's a pro. That's great. And, and sometimes it's nice, you know, working with the pro. Yeah. And with that, like I pay someone to clean my pool, but I cut my own yard. Yeah. Because I enjoy cutting my yard. I enjoy taking care of my grass and I can teach my boys to do it. Yep. And you do a great job. It, it, your yard looks you. amazing. It looks really, really good. So like, you know, it doesn't mean you have to DIY everything, but whether it's the brakes in your car, Dan, your yard, or the pool or furniture or your finances, can you afford it? Is paying a pro giving you the margin that you need or is it taking away? And does paying a pro really mean it's going to be done better? I think those are the three questions that we can evaluate and look at before we answer the question, do I DIY this or not? Yeah. And really what we're talking about here is a a conversation of stewarding your time and energy as well as your money, mm. right? Making a financial decision like this for your family is a big deal, but also making that time decision. How much time... Am I going to get to spend with my family versus how much time do I have to spend fixing this pool up? You know, it's, it's, it's stewarding our time and energy. Yeah. And it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, there's two questions that 
we've discovered many people are asking as it pertains to their journey with their finances, but also their journey in all kinds of different things in life. And those questions are this, uh, what's next and am I supposed to be doing anything? Hmm. And when you work with a professional who is loving and wise and generally knows what they're doing, they're going to help answer that question of do you need to do anything by telling you proactively. Uh, they're going to communicate to you what's next before it happens. Brandon, you need to stop pouring all that cheese in your pool when you go swimming. <laughs> Why? That's what the pool. That's what the pool guy will tell you if you keep doing that. Yeah, eat the the Philly cheesesteak sandwich not while you're in the pool because mm-hmm. if that drops in, that could cause issues. Then what's the point of building a pool? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you know, it, those questions is what is next. And do I need to do anything? A professional working with somebody is going to help answer those to give you peace. Whereas maybe DIYing stuff, if you have fear about the answers to those questions, maybe I shouldn't DIY it. Now, we've done something to uh, make this easier for you. If you're wanting to look at a professional for a particular service or a product or thing that you're doing, sometimes you wonder like, "Eh, where do I start? And as Dan mentioned with the car insurance, some people get intimidated just opening up Google and typing into the search bar. So we've created a document that has a list of service providers uh, like pool people and landscapers and whatnot. And if you would like access to that, we'll give that to you for free. Check the links in the show notes and uh, you can get access to that. And if you're a client that has a business and you would like to be put on that service, you can email us at home at stewardship.pro. Yeah. So hopefully this episode has helped you consider in your life, what are the things I'm spending my time on? What are the things I'm spending my money on? And can I have a a life I enjoy more if I pay a pro to do these things? Mm -hmm. Just like Brandon asked with the pool. I just want to enjoy it. You know, you don't want to have to think about all the algae that might be growing. So hopefully you can consider these questions. Can I afford it? Is it giving me margin in the areas that I value? And is it going to get done better when you decide to do something yourself or pay a professional? Guys, thanks for joining me on the show today. And uh, listeners, thank you for listening. You're pros at that. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>